0: I wanna talk about confusion. Acts 16, we'll pick up in verse 16. It's a very powerful chapter. I'll set it up in just a few moments, but this chapter has changed history. This very chapter. Now it happened as he went to prayer that a certain slave girl possessed with a spirit of divination met us who brought her masters much profit by fortune telling. And the girl followed Paul and us and cried out saying, she did not lie, these men are servants of the most high God who proclaim to us the way of salvation. She didn't lie. And this she did for many days, but Paul greatly annoyed, and I don't really believe annoyed is probably the best translation here. I'll dig in that a little bit, but greatly annoyed, and said to the spirit, not to her, but to the spirit, I command you in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her and he came out that very hour. Praise God. Verse 19, let's watch this. But when her master saw that their hope of profit was gone, they seized Paul and Silas, dragged them into the marketplace And to the authorities. We'll stop there just for a moment. I want to preach just for a few moments. Confusion cast out. Confusion cast out. If the enemy will ever try to destroy this church, if he cannot get the pulpit to fall to sin and the leadership to fall to sin, then he will bring to us untruth and get us to trade the truth of God for modern day philosophy. And by doing so, we confuse this world and the body of Christ. We must stand guard. And if you're missing Wednesday nights, you're probably missing I Feel the Best Service that we provide here at North Wahala as we preach the book of Jude. We cannot let this mistruth. These false teachers, these apostates, cause us to miss the power of the gospel of Jesus Christ. So today, I wanna preach just for a few moments casting out confusion father i've prepared myself for this moment but i cannot do it for if i do it it will be entertainment but god if you speak through this lump of clay by the fresh touch of the holy ghost even those who are not my best friends who may not like the way i look or sound who may like somebody else better in the pulpit that really doesn't bother me because i didn't come to be seen or heard I come to deliver a letter to the body of Jesus Christ. It's not about me, it's never been about me. It's about this precious word that changes lives. So Father today, for the teenager in confusion, for the member in confusion, for the marriage in the state of confusion, for that Leviathan spirit that has been stirred up in somebody's mind, where they have no peace whatsoever, I pray we cast it out today and let the peace of God reign in mortal man. Let God be true and every man a liar in Jesus' name. And everyone said, amen. Amen. You may be seated. If you will, just look to your neighbor and tell them no more confusion. Would you do that for me, please? Acts 16 is so pivotal to the church. And not just the church being, but to the body of Christ, to the world at large, and to Western civilization. Is where a man of God, hearing the voice of the Holy Ghost, who had already purposed Brother Wade in his heart to set course in a direction to preach the gospel, but the Holy Ghost would not let him, and sent him somewhere else, to another region, what we know later as Europe, and sent him to that region by a vision and a Macedonian call that would change the world as we know it, would change history. It would change it for the good, and then evil would come, and wars would follow, trying to reverse what God was doing through the power of the Spirit. It's powerful scripture. We overlook it, we do not see its value. And immediately, when that happens, the enemy is at work. Paul and Silas now, after receiving that vision, making their way on their next journey to spread the gospel of Jesus Christ. Now approaching Philippi, they begin to preach that gospel. All of a sudden, there comes this little girl. This little girl is not just any little girl. This little girl is possessed by at least one devil. This little girl is what we will call today, and, and let me just be very clear here. I don't play with this world. I've been a part in the sense of opposing this world, but I don't play with witches, doctors, uh, witch doctors and these people. Even Halloween sometimes gets me a little nervous, you understand? I don't even really like the Wizard of Oz. It still scares me when she says, I'm gonna get you my little pretty. I said, she's talking to me. I better get away from her. you understand what I'm saying. Now, Ronnie, he lives in Salem. It doesn't scare him, but it still scares me. Brother Ronnie, you understand. And I believe in the church sometimes. We don't understand how dark this world is. My mind immediately goes back to a young man where we cast devils out of his life, a preacher's kid, who later went back to sin and we told him, you go back to sin, it, was, it would cost you. And immediately returned back to sin, he was shot in the back of the neck of a drug deal that was gone wrong. And I can tell you many more stories, this world is a dark world. But anytime the gospel is being pushed, listen church, I'm not talking about having church. I'm not talking about cute church. I'm not talking about paying the preacher. I'm talking about where light is invading darkness. The enemy will oppose it, even by force. When he begins to lose ground, I know that here in Scripture, he will even get violent in the flesh to destroy the works of God. That's what's happening here. All of a sudden, these men begin to see great works of God, and here comes somebody to join them to testify. She's not a liar. She's a little girl. We want the children to come to church. Jesus said, suffer the little children and let them come to us for such is the kingdom of God. But this little girl is not an ordinary little girl. This little girl right here comes and she begins to follow them. She's walking with them. She's treading upon their steps and she begins to cry out every time they will go to do works of healing or manifestation of the Holy Ghost. She would cry out, these are men of the most high God. These are men of the most high God. They will show you the way to salvation. The part about this story that's very unique, she is not lying. She is telling the absolute gospel truth. Paul and Silas were men of the most high God and they could tell you the way to salvation, but there's a problem with the story. Just like Jude said with the apostate preachers, while their their words or their call seems to be one way, their character is something else. See, what was happening here was the enemy trying to do something. He tries to do two things. He tries to attack you. And if he can overwhelm you, he has you. He tries to attack this church, get us to fight among ourselves. If we fight among ourselves, he sits back. He doesn't even have a job because he can let us do his work for him. But when he cannot overtake us, then comes the second attack of the enemy. To me, it's greater than the first attack. The first attack, if we, I don't like that term. The first attack, if, we, if we're if saved at all, and that's a poor translation of my words this morning. But if we understand scripture at all, we can see flesh at work. It might take us a moment for people that are not praying and fasting, but sooner or later, you are to understand when somebody's in the flesh, when we're fighting amongst ourselves. To me, that is an easy way to see the enemy at work. Two men fighting in the church. Two ladies fighting over the same dress. Hello. Two ladies fighting over an apocalypse, Two ladies fighting over the solo in the choir. We can see the enemy at work. But what happens when the enemy doesn't attack you, but the enemy joins with you that's a different story See, when he can't overtake you by an attack, he will get you to align yourself with him. Last night, my little boy played a football game against West Oak. The picture in the spiritual mind would be when West Oak was losing very bad to them, it would be like the little boy that was cornerbacking for them saying, you know what, I think I'm gonna change size. You can't change size. It's the second quarter. I know you're losing 30 to nothing, but it's only the second quarter. But it would be like him changing in the middle of a game that's what the enemy wanted to do he has this little girl who has the character of being a medium a fortune teller one who can tell not just tell things but she has a devil inside that gives her the power to tell things and she does it because she is a slave and she can give her masters much gained. So you cannot be the greatest testimony of the New Testament church a girl that is full of the devil. Now listen, if the devil is cast out let her testify. But if she's full of darkness she cannot align with light and hold hands with the light. Listen to me this morning. That's the problem with them. I'm just going to preach. That's the problem with a lot of churches today. I heard one preacher say it this way this week. He said I went to seminary i've given myself to the gospel he said but the greatest apologetic that i have today is not defending the gospel to sinners but defending the gospel to the church he's preaching the truth churches who have watered down the gospel churches who don't want truth preached from pulpits churches who say it's too much preacher you're going to run somebody off churches who say you can't expect people to do what you're asking them to do i'm just asking you to walk in the spirit hello? That's what the scripture says. I'm not asking you to be perfect. I'm not perfect. I sin just like you do, but we do not live in a lifestyle of sin that destroys our witness and the gospel cross of Jesus Christ. Give God praise if you believe that. Listen, so she aligns with him and she begins to annoy the Apostle Paul. The word is as I said earlier, I don't know if that's the greatest death. He was so troubled in his spirit that he finally got fed up with this, thi- this thing. Not her being a thing, but the devil inside attacking him and following him around. So you got to understand this today. See, when that person is testifying of salvation, it is bringing confusion to them. It would be like the preacher. I'm going to be bold. I'm not saying preachers are perfect. I'm not. But I still believe that to edify and preach this gospel, I can't get arrested last night for a DUI. I know, I know, I know, I know. Mm-hmm. There's still a standard. I'm not perfect. I want you to hear me. So don't start finding fault with me. I, I'll tell you, I have many faults. I sinned that I have to pray. That's not what I'm saying. But we're in this hour, this wicked hour, where we have aligned with the enemy, and evil is good, and good is evil. That's, that's the truth. Where we can't tell a difference anymore and, and, and understand what salvation is all about. So, what the enemy has done, he has crept in the church. Yes, we went too far right in the old days. Yes, we probably went a little too far over to the right with asking people to abstain from this, this, and this. And we did it on rules and not circumcision of the heart. But now we've gone so far this way that the devil has aligned, I should say we've aligned with him and what we're doing. We're letting anybody, as long as they have certain provisions to grab a hold of the gospel and we twist that gospel to fit every lifestyle. And Paul says, not on my watch. If I let this go here, but Brother Nolan, you're saying that we cannot have certain people that live certain ways in the church. That's a lie. I want them here. And I'm going to love them just like I love you. And I will protect them. But I'm going to love them enough to preach the truth of Jesus Christ every single day. We have people right now living in ungodly lifestyles in Oconee County who do not come to this church and they'll call me their pastor. I have no problem with that but you know what i don't go babysit them and i don't go to them and say it's okay you can stay i tell them you know what you're doing is wrong one in the last three weeks three weeks three weeks they came with a situation and i had to tell them i cannot change this situation until you first allow god to change you and if you don't change you this situation won't change north Wahala will still love you i'm gonna still love you i will visit you in the hospital i won't let nobody use slang words against you but if you won't differ if you won't Change. There is a way out uh, of Egypt. There is a way out of Ichabod. There is a way out of Moab. If you want to come out of Moab, God can get Moab out of you, but He can't do it. He can't do it when we allow things to happen and light and darkness join together. Paul says real quickly, Paul looks to that thing inside that little girl. He said in the name of Jesus come out of her. And that devil came out of her and freed that little girl. It was not the little girl. It was what possessed her. That little girl could still be a champion for Jesus Christ. That lets us know that people that are living in sin don't exile them to Moab. Don't send them away from the church. But the church must have the power. Mm -hmm. I feel the Holy Ghost. Brother Nolan, if you don't get out by 12, that's why some people have left you, okay? But wait, they'll come back. They'll come back. Yeah, when when cancer touches them and the preachers downtown are telling them there's no hope for them, they'll come back. When their child is dealing with darkness and the preachers like opposed us this week and ridiculed our church and put our church down and told them that there's Pentecost has ceased and this has stopped and that's not, and they do that all the time about me and they call me old-fashioned and they call us old-fashioned, that's fine. But you let their child get in a situation that they can't get out of and two minutes on Sunday, two minutes sermon there, cute Sunday, and we recognize the mayor and we recognize this person, we recognize that person. That's fine. Everything has its place. but sooner or later, God. Has still got to be God of the church. God has still got to be head of the church. It still must be the house of God yes sir it's not your church it's not my church it's not his church or his church it's still the house of God and if this word is not edified and if this word is not preached I don't care whose grandma started this church or who the next preacher is going to be if this word is not preached then it ceases to be the house of God but you hear me but when this word is preached it will change destinies it will change lives it'll turn situations around because this word will not return void in the name of Jesus Christ bless the name of the Lord listen quickly I feel the Holy Ghost in this house I told you Prayer room with a word. God has come with a word this morning for somebody. Don't let confusion. The Bible said where there is envy and strife, James chapter three, where there is envy and strife, there is confusion. Then what does it say? Not only confusion, but there is every, every, every evil work. It is the open door. Envy and strife come from Pride, And when there is pride, there will come a fall. And when there is a fall, there is confusion. Confusion may not be the beginning of it, but it definitely is the key that unlocks the door to the chest of destruction. Um, is anybody listening this morning yes. and what we have in act 16 if paul did not oppose this was absolutely utter confusion confusion means disorder it means chaos it means a sense of no purpose or action we call it disorder it has a pattern to it jesus never allowed you remember when the devils will cry out to jesus Thy son of God, thy son of David, the devils, he would rebuke them and tell them to be silent. Darkness cannot be the biggest testimony of the church. When darkness becomes the biggest voice of the church, the church has lost her voice. And we have no impact. Or, well, Brother Nolan, I don't think that the church should go out in the, in the community. Then you better tear out the book of Acts. In fact, God says, I've got to let you get so uncomfortable because just like me, when everything's good, just like Acts, we'll sit back and eat banana pudding To Jesus comes, hello? So he has to let the enemy attack and it causes them to leave Jerusalem and go to Samaria. I don't know who I've come to preach to this morning, but if you want God to go to work in your life, you've got to line yourself up with God And that spirit of confusion that wants to attach to you, that Leviathan, Job 41 spirit that wants to put that snare hook, nobody makes you happy. You quit reading the word. Church is not about the word, or fasting, or love of God, or people being delivered. It's about your preferences, it's about your desires, it's about your way. I hate to blow your bubble, but church was never supposed to be just about us. If it was supposed to be that way, God knew better. That's why we don't have one restaurant in Wahala, we have 30, hello? Cause if it was up to my mama, she would only eat chicken every day, you understand? So we have all these restaurants because everybody has different desires. My daddy wanted Oconee Station. My mama wanted Zaxby's. You understand? It's the same way in the church world. God knows that none of us are always going to be 100% happy with every decision of the church. But what color the carpet is has no effect of the eternal kingdom. The eternal kingdom where Brother Nolan should wear a tie. There's some people in the church that think I should wear a bow tie. And then I've got some men in the church that say, if you ever wear a bow tie again, we'll take you out back and beat you with a stick. You understand what I'm saying? (laughs) That's what the has told me. I'm just telling the truth. That's all I'm saying. (laughs) It's not about our preferences. It's about the word of God. That way, when Johnny Hancock needs a miracle, we can call the elders of the church and they can pray and that kidney come to life and start working the way that God has called it to work. (laughs) Real quickly real quick listen to me as we close when confusion reigns in the church we have what we have in the book of Corinthians and I debated whether going this far but just, just let me tread and we may come back to this in 1 Corinthians chapter 14 the church is in chaos the church has so much chaos that the outsiders are making fun of the church let me give you the picture visitors walk in and the church at Corinth they have money there's no peanut brittle sales they have money They have a lot of money. But they don't have a lot of other things. They have money and they have spiritual gifts. Tongues are being spoken. It's not in order though. Because everybody has a tongue. Everybody has a revelation. Everybody has a prophecy. At that time it started 19 to 20 people and grew to the hundreds. And there's no order. Outsiders are coming in. And it doesn't look like anybody is receiving anything. Everybody's doing their own thing. The church is in chaos. Not just disorder in the sanctuary, confusion, but there's also rumors in the the community that there are certain men in the church that have left their spouse and they're having situations with other people in the church. Hello? All right, I got one yes. Okay, you with me. Nobody wants to amen that. Just move on, preacher. And if you want to push it further, it was related to his family. But anyway, and so they're having that. And then they take it one step further. They're so confused. They can't even take communion. When they take communion, there's people who have nothing and people who have a lot. And the people who have a lot is taking it as an advantage to look at the poor and say, look what we have. Not only are they taking instead of giving and patting themselves on the back, but they're getting drunk in the church oh can't preach that 2018 either but but they're they're getting drunk in the church and they're making a mockery over the things of god so instead of preaching jesus christ and him crucified instead of turning corinth around when paul writes this letter it's because the church is in chaos and it is confused so paul goes to set this church in order because when the church is not operating in the spirit it is ugly there's nothing more ugly than a preacher on national news falling from grace. There's nothing more ugly than our church doors and we see it every day putting locks on the church doors because they can't pay their bills. There's nothing more ugly than deacons standing up and telling preachers you can't preach truth because it's not about that, it's about our feelings. There's nothing more ugly than people saying I'm not going to give tithe because I don't like this, or I don't like that. You don't give to a preacher. You give to God. You understand? See, that, that's arrogance coming back. There's nothing more ugly than preachers abusing this Bible for selfish gain, for sexual gain, for money gain. There's nothing more ugly. And God loves this church so much that God is not going to permit her church to be tainted or torn apart by the flesh of man. Sooner or later, God is gonna show up and put his church in order cause he made a promise to Simon Peter, the gates of hell shall not prevail against the church. So with that in mind, he shows up in Corinthians and he says this. First of all, he says, confusion distorts your purpose. Where there is confusion, for God is not the God of confusion, the author of confusion, but of peace. As in all churches, 1 Corinthians 14 and 33 of the saints, this church was becoming a laughingstock. The sin abound, misunderstanding, and confusion. And I'm not going to... Jump all the way in here, we'll come back. And Paul shows up and says, listen, tongues are in order. The baptism, he said, also the edification of the body. He said, but let there be two, no more than three. He was saying not everybody can stand up every service, all service long, without any order. He sets prophecy in order. He sets edification in order. He sets the exhortation of the word in order. He even says give time for talking about the word. That's why we have Sunday school. They teach, edify, we discuss. We are in order. But when churches operate without the peace of God, they're in the spirit of confusion. And where there is a spirit of confusion, there is every other evil work. Come on somebody. I could push a little deeper with what we see in the news now with preachers and priests if you wanted to go that far, but I'll refrain this morning. And there is a confusing spirit that has distorted this word. It opens the door. And this is not against any denomination or religion. Please don't ever take that. This is across the board. It's not about the denomination. It's about me. It's about you. Yes. What God wants is order. He wants peace, I should say. Because where there is peace, it takes place of confusion. How many of you are confused about your purpose this morning? You don't know what to do. You don't know what God's calling you to do. You're gifted. You have great finances. Don't feel ashamed for that. If God's blessed you, you've applied yourself, don't feel ashamed for that. Don't feel ashamed. I'm not saying you're better than anybody, but God has positioned you that you can do great things for the kingdom of God. Don't be ashamed of that. But I want to tell you this, but if you're confused, if that spirit rests in you, if you lean more to dark than you do light, if you think the church is designed for your taking, then my friend, you've lost your purpose. Where there's confusion in the church, you don't have missions. Why do we need to do mission trips? I don't like them people. I don't like them here, I don't like them there. Confusion. Hello, come just stay with me. Just stay with me. Love the church of God, but we were built on missions. We're seven million worldwide. Most of our members are out the country instead of in the country. As one preacher said, I can't believe we have a Hispanic man on the executive committee. I told that preacher, then why'd you send missionaries? They're just three generations down of the gift of God. We sent the word, it changed their region, it healed them, it saved them, filled them with the Holy Ghost, they're on fire, they stay in church seven days a week pretty much, and then they educated their own students, sent them back to us, and now they're coming back to the church of God in America and saying, why are you not praying and why are you not fasting? Oh, bless me today, Jesus, amen. When we lose our purpose, we don't want to send missions. Because it's about us, it's about making that for our master happy. What about loving our children? What about loving our teenagers? What about the college of career? What about Clemson? What about SWOO? What about these universities that have no voice, must less a Pentecostal voice, a true Pentecostal voice, not foolishness, but the word of God. See, when we don't have a purpose and we get confused and that spirit reigns in the church, when we spend more time in meetings fighting over this or that, than this and that. Are you listening? I know I got friends right now, my family members involved in churches. I'm not talking about here. This is a good church. Don't let the enemy do that to you this morning. We're one at North Wahala. I have nobody in mind. I just have a word from the Holy Ghost. Secondly, not only do you lose your purpose, where confusion reigns, you lose your peace. Order is not the opposite of confusion, but peace is, according to the word. Pride is the originator of this confusion. Pride not to say I was wrong. Pride to refuse to bend. Pride refusing to say, you know what, that doesn't matter. I, let me throw this out to you. Some things just don't matter. Some things do. Some things do. Well, I want my son to come to church, but if he doesn't do this or wear his hair a certain way, are you kidding me? We base our children's coming to church on our look. Pride. We want them to look a certain way, not to be saved, but to look a certain way. So we look like we have it all together. Let's just get them saved. I'm about to close, you're leaving me. Pride, that pride is the originator of that. It's the opposite of confusion, it's peace. So when there is confusion, there is an absence of peace. First Corinthians 14 to 33, for God is not the God of confusion, but of peace. Peace. Corinthian church, you should be the most powerful church there is. You're full of the Holy Ghost. You have plenty of resources. You have gifted preachers. I just got to get some of you not to get drunk at church. I've got to get a few of you to stay with your own wife. I've got to get a few of you not to dominate the service and realize you can't have 35 preachers at one time preaching. Hello. Brother Nolan, if you just give me the microphone next Sunday. But what if 35 people ask me for the microphone? It's like every one of them singing on a different key. It's like Jessica singing just as I am. And it's like Joy singing how great thou art at the same time. They both can sing, just not two different songs together. If they do that, it sounds like when I sing. You understand? It's just not in harmony with each other. And thus there is no Peace. I've seen people leave churches because they had to write their name down to, to use a building because they felt like they were above writing their name down. And I lied to you not. And I'm thinking, are you kidding me? We don't even charge. You come faithfully, use it. You just got to put your name down. Why? Because if you don't and nobody puts their names down and five people show that one time for a family reunion... But there's different families. It's the Hatfields and the McCoys at the North Wahala Church of God. My daddy likes the Hatfields, by the way, just to put that out there. How many churches have we seen to be in that dysfunction? Why? Because there's no... Peace. I want you to have peace. First Corinthians 14 and 26. How is it then, brethren, whenever you come together, each of you has a psalm, has a teaching, has a tongue, has a revelation, has an interpretation. And somebody would say, well, preacher, why don't we just do away with speaking in tongues then? Or are you going to do away with singing? Are you going to do away with exhortation? Are you going to do away with the word? It's not the tongue. It's not the revelation. It's not the word. It's the chaos. It's because we don't have people that want to teach or preach the truth of God. So we just back up and say, it ceased. Let's just don't even deal with it. No, I say it's still alive today. And I say when it's operating upon the power of the Holy Ghost, it's the one force in this world that the devil cannot cast down. When this earth was out form and void, God didn't just send an angel, he sent the Holy Ghost to move upon the face of the deed to bring order where there was chaos. He's the same God today and he can still do that same work in this house. <laughs> Lastly, I close. Not only will confusion steal your peace, it will take you out of God's presence. Where confusion reigns, you have to make a choice. Using an Old Testament figure, you remember Saul? When Saul was living in sin and rebelled against God, 1 Samuel chapter 28, and he left, when Saul could not get a word from God, he was so troubled because he had no peace, and so confused, he didn't repent what did he do. He went down to a witch at Endor, or Endor, to receive a word. Listen to me. When there's an absence of God's peace and God's presence, we'll try to find anything to make the church float. When, oh, I felt the Holy Ghost. When the Holy Ghost is sent to a back room and the word is dialed back, and the singing is brought low, the hands are brought down, and the tears have been wiped. Brother Nolan, do you wanna take our church out for people to see? I sure do, but what if somebody cries and it gets online? So be it. Brother Nolan, what if there's a, a word given? What if there's a prophetic word? What if there is a tongue and interpretation given? Shouldn't we hide that? No. Not if it's in order. Brother right. Nolan, that's different. No, that's the word. That's the word. See, once we dial the church back, then, listen to me as a close, then we have to find something to make her float. More volleyball games. Nothing wrong with volleyball. I hope we build a facility so big that we have the best of the best. We gotta find something, somebody's gotta cook, somebody's gotta have a meal, one more homecoming, one more this, one more singing, one more preacher, if we get that preacher back, if we get that member back, if we get, no, 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 no. You cannot uphold the church with flesh works because flesh always fails. So when the men and women of God have allowed confusion to be upon them so much that we've now gone back to darkness for our answers. Instead of being like Paul, and casting darkness out, we're in trouble. Saul lost the presence of God. And when he couldn't find it anymore, he was aligned with the enemy so much in confusion that he went to the witches to get a word. You don't have to pay nobody. You don't have to go to that place in Seneca where it says always open. I said it. You don't have to have my daddy read your hand. He can't see anyway. You don't have to pay Cleo, Clao, Mayo, whatever her name is. There's still a river that runs. Amen. And there's still a grace that is sufficient. And there's still a word that that is true, and if you'll receive it, it'll cast confusion out. Would you stand with me, please, all over the house? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let God be true. Amen. In your marriage, with your children, with your ministry, with submission, with pride, listen to me. Somebody's got to let go of unforgiveness in this house. Let go of that today. That'll stir up confusion like you've never seen. Envy, strife, confusion, every evil work. It's the word. Brother, I don't think you ought to anoint with oil. That's the word. Don't you think we ought to change that? No, I don't. It's outdated. No, it's not. Brother Nolan, why we had to hear preachers? Because he said so. That's his way he chose. That's the word. I had people text me this week about the sermon last week about Laban and Jacob, two wives and their handmaids. And people were like, I've never seen that before. It was interesting, wasn't it? That's the word, it's waiting on you. What, would I, what, what can I do with my life? Steps of good people are still ordered by the Lord before I formed thee I knew thee before I formed thee in thy mother's womb I knew you and I created you for a purpose God I can't I've done too much for God so loved the world he gave his only begotten son that whosoever should believe in him would not perish but not have everlasting life but brother Nolan I live in a dark world the Lord is my light and my salvation whom shall I fear the Lord is the strength of my life whom shall I be afraid but I don't know where to go for the Lord is my shepherd I shall not want he maketh me lie down on green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. The word is waiting on you. Why don't you come to it? Cast out confusion. My wife and I are in confusion. It it can get right right here. Both of you will bow and have the best marriage or one or both of you are rejected and you'll end up where you end up because of confusion. But if you'll bow to this, it will work. You might not, listen, you might not get your way. But it will work. Father, I preached a word. Ah, mm. Blessed be the name of the Lord. We need to seek truth. Walk in the spirit. And practice discernment. We can get there today. Maybe next week. Father, no confusion at North Walhalla. Make me pliable. By position, I can force, and that's not of you. Make sure, God, I'm asking for me before I ask the body that I walk in the Spirit, and I lead in a godly manner, not for selfish gain. Father, as I pray now, all over the house, those will say, you know what? I cannot let confusion reign. I will submit to the Holy Spirit. On the count of three, I want you to come. One, pastor, I've got some areas in my life where I need direction. I don't want to search in the world. Listen to me, I want to stress that. You don't have to go to indoor. You don't have to go there. Paul didn't let that little girl tell them who God was. He was the man of God, not some devil trying to trick people, and confuse people. When Saul left out, he had to find a witch to get a word. You don't have to do that. You've got the word of God and the Holy Ghost this morning. Two, listen to me. God will guide you. God will lead you. This is not against you today. This is not preacher preaching down. This is the beatification. There's nobody in mind. This is a word for the whole body. Three, would you come right now? Would you come? Would anybody come and say, Pastor, you spoke to me. Would you come quickly? Quickly, 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 quickly. Quickly, they're coming. They're coming. They're coming. They're coming. Praise be to God. Praise be to God. Leaders are coming. That's just set the tone. That's just set the tone. We have leaders down here in the altar. I didn't say you sinned. You might. That's between you and God. But I'm talking about that Leviathan spirit that will move you from God's will. Everything you need. Listen to me as I close while these continue to pray. A wayward spouse. A wayward son or daughter. Finances. Your marriage. Your church attendance. Loving your neighbor. A crooked spouse. Failure. Private sin, everything you need. No confusion can be worked out right here. Every one of them. That's the truth, saints. This word does not have place in a lot of places anymore. It's been pulled apart. And now we're having to defend this word to the seminaries, to the universities, to hold on to it. want you to hear me very clearly, I close? The day I can't preach this with boldness, as in truth, I'll go home to of When I believe that this word is not God's word, there's no sense in me preaching. It's not a fairy tale. It's not a fable. It's not just man's attempt to be righteous. It is 66 books tied together by the Spirit of God from Genesis to Revelation that speaks that Jesus Christ is sufficient. That's what this book is about. That's it, in a nutshell. Everything wraps around that thought. And if he could change my life, he can change yours. This church will thrive as it always has for 104 years over ups and downs because it has put this word first. Amen. Can we give God the biggest hand of praise?